Okay, friends, so we should get started. Uh, welcome back. Uh, and those of you that are new here, I see some faces, uh, welcome here. You will be thrown right into a, a, an exercise, a practice that uh, most of us have prepared here. Uh, and hopefully that will work. But before we do that, uh, I would like to get some, some help with this, this, this word here. Can anyone help me with, with, um, with using this, this word in order to, to get some guidelines on how to, to take a conversation, general conversation and, and relationship that you have with someone into a more spiritual talk? Can someone help me with this? What does it stand for? Self. Self and what does that mean? Talk about themselves. Why? People like to talk about themselves, and it starts to build a relationship. And you can practice good listening, right? And then, home, I, interest. Then we come to, what's a good question to ask when to bring the topic into religion? Why? So, yeah, thank you. Uh, do your do your family have any kind of religious background? Now, th at least in Sweden and in Scandinavia, why did I give that tip? Right, it can it can it can be offensive to be too personal and ask. So, what kind of religion, or worldview, or faith do you belong to, or something like that? Yeah, so it opens up a broader um, um, uh, subject of talk. And then T, what's that? Testimony. Uh, does anyone have any practical tips for us uh, in when you share your your personal testimony? Sorry, keep it short, right? To the point. Three questions. What are, what are those? Before. When you met Christ. And now after. Th those are some good uh, questions to answer to when you build your, your personal testimony. And, and most of us in here, we have, we have, from, we have had all, over one day of writing down, or short, <laughs> one minute to three minute testimony, right? And hopefully we have done that. And we will now start with this practice that we did not have time to do last session. Uh, and um, divide into groups. And uh, we will jump to someone that we don't know, right? As we be, normally we sit next to someone that we, that we know. And this will be a bigger blessing but because you get to know other people as well. So what we'll do is this. We'll find someone that we want to talk with. Uh, and, and then I will clock. Since I said that it is important to keep it short uh, and we don't have much time here, I will clock two minutes, okay, because I said between one to three minutes, so let's make it in the, in the middle there, two minutes. Uh, one of you start, tell your personal uh, short uh, testimony, uh, and then the other one can practice on being a good listener, right? <laughs> and remember the eyes, right? Don't do this. Um, and then we switch, when I, I will tell you up front here when, when to switch, okay? Uh, and uh, those of you that um, have, uh, feel that you have maybe not have the, the time to prepare, uh, try anyway, okay? Try anyway to just share some, some, or some other testimony of, of what you did here uh, or have experienced during this conference, okay? Before we do go into that practice and before we start to go, go further in this uh, session, let's, let's uh, pray to ask uh, that God would guide us, okay? 
Father in heaven, I thank you so much for uh, the time that we have spent here, uh, that uh, we have discussed and, and shared some practical tips and, and tools and, and experiences together on how to reach the human heart, how to witness to individuals personally, and how to build relationships that uh, will also lead to a relationship with you, Father. I pray that you will guide us in whatever we do this last uh, session of this workshop, uh, come with your Holy Spirit and lead us, Father. That is my prayer. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, so let's divide into the, uh, groups of two or three, if that's uh, suitable, and let's start soon. Okay? So I will start the clock in uh, about one minute, so hurry up. <laughs> okay, friends. Okay, friends. Yes, I, I, will, I will start the clock in, in T minus 10 seconds, okay? So 10. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, one, start. Okay. <laughs> okay, friends, I'm sorry. I'm very sorry to interrupt you in your, in your conversations. Uh, I would love to give you more time. Okay. Uh, just uh, a question quickly before we switch. Uh, did you make it? Yeah. You did? Oh, praise God. Praise God. Did anyone not make it? Still talking about your experience? I made it, but then you had some questions. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. That's good. That's, that's another one, really good one. Uh, I'll come into that more, but more later. But how many had more questions after you've heard the testimony? How many wanted to know more? How many? You know, that's the blessing of telling your experience, right? And you know, this will not only be the case with, with, with talking with other Christians and Adventists. I, I have experienced many times when I share my personal testimony, people will, will start to ask those questions because of... Uh, the relationship that I have already started to build and the trust, right, that we talked about. And they will say, well, well as I know you, this sounds interesting. Well, tell me more, right? Uh, so now we will switch and we will talk a bit more uh, about those things um, after uh, the, uh, your friend is done with your, the telling of uh, personal testimony. Okay, remember, uh, two minutes, okay, uh, starting now. Okay, friends, I'm sorry once again to interrupt your, your conversation. Um, I am, uh, we, we need to go on, and the time is out. So the exercise was to do this in uh, between one and, and, and three minutes. <clears throat> now I will tell you a secret. I actually gave each of you three minutes. Did you notice? Did anyone notice? Now, now did, did, did you see how... Yeah, you had, you had three minutes. Uh, now, did you notice how, how quick the time goes, right? How, how fast it goes, you know, just telling one story uh, or, or, or making one point. It goes fast. But most of the time, this is the time that we have, right? We meet someone at the, at the bus, we meet someone at the door, we have a couple of five minutes or ten minutes uh, to, to build a first relationship and connection and, 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 and connect in some way. And then you have those precious last minutes to make some kind of impression showing that you are sincere in your faith. You have a, a trust in God and the Bible and, and you're earnest about this. No one can argue against what you just told, right? No one can say, no, you didn't experience that. No, that's your experience, right? That's your personal testimony, and that's what makes it so powerful. It's not a theological argument or any apologetic thing that you need to share it every time at the bus. Or, and you just share your experience, right? Do you remember the quote? Let's read it again. It's from uh, Desire of Ages, page 340. We will close this uh, session of testimonies with this one. <clears throat> read it again. 
as witnesses for Christ, we are to tell what we, do you remember? No. What we ourselves have, what? Experience, yes. Seen, heard, and felt. Um, this is the witness of which our Lord calls, right? Not to know all the answers to all the questions that people will ask at the door or at the street or at the bus, right? But to tell your experience, right? The other things are good and you need to have them with you and we need to train ourselves in having those answers and, and, and things. But primarily personal witnessing, uh, reaching people's hearts will make a huge effect when you just share your personal experience with God as we just did. Now, let's go into to, uh, uh, the last part of, of this, uh, this, uh, this journey towards the hearts of humans. Now, you can move back. If you, if you have your stuff in another place, you can move back to your, your place and, and, and find those, uh, your seats. <clears throat> but we have talked about uh, how to, to meet people, right? How to... to start conversations and how to, to lead it into to more spiritual nature. Now we have come to telling our own experience. Uh, now we will come into uh, something that, that, that I, I believe is key in reaching human hearts, and that is the understanding that it is not up to us. It is not up to us to convert people, right? We are called to witness. We are called to tell our experience. We are called to share the message of the Bible. But we need to do this in cooperation with the Holy Spirit, right? We need to know that God is with us and working on the human hearts as we are trying to reach them. And this is very uh, important for us to understand. I would like to invite you <coughs> to open uh, to the Gospel of John, uh, chapter 16, where Jesus speaks about the work of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Uh, John, chapter 16 and verse 8. In John chapter 16, Jesus um, uh, tells uh, the, 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 the purpose of the Holy Spirit. And he says, <clears throat> talking about the Holy Spirit, when he comes, John 16 and verse 8, when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin, righteousness, and judgment. Now, uh, for, for, for us that have a hard time to understand these words, uh, I translate them like this. Uh, the work of the Holy Spirit is to teach us, to convict us of sin, that is what's wrong, of righteousness, that's what's right, and of judgment, that is the consequences of choosing either right or wrong, right? Now, so the, Holy, the work of the Holy Spirit is to convict people of right and wrong and the consequences of choosing either uh, right or wrong. And... This is an experience that I believe that all of us in this room have gone through. When we come in contact with the character of God, when we come in contact with the Word of God in some way, through a sermon, through a personal Bible study, through someone telling a testimony, through someone singing a song focused on, on, on uplifting the Word of God and Jesus Christ, as we come in contact with the character of God and the, the Bible, the Spirit of God is working on their hearts, uh, on our hearts, drawing us closer to Him, uh, appealing to us to follow what's right and leave what's wrong. And, and this, this conviction of, of the understanding of the consequences that this is a serious decision I'm called to do, right? This is the, the, the conscience, the Holy Spirit, the voice of God to our conscience, 
This is the work of the Spirit. And listen, not only us in this room have experienced this several times, but who does it say in the verse? Who did Jesus say that the Holy Spirit will convict? Christians? The world, right? The world, everyone, everyone that you meet at the street, at the door, your family member, that on the outward might seem so uh, 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 not interested at all. The Spirit of God, according to the Bible, is working on their hearts. Remember that. When you, uh, in some way, um, uplift Christ, the character of God, the Word of God, when they come in contact with the, with, 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 uh, the Word, the Spirit is working on their hearts. This is why I, eight, nine years ago, never read the Bible in my, my entire life. When I did something, uh, that, I, that uh, I, I heard this inner voice, this, this kind of uh, this conscience speaking to me that said, Dan, this is something that you ought not to do. Do you follow me? This is when I sat down, as I told you, with my sister, uh, telling her I need to practice giving Bible studies. And so she had said, yeah, right, let's do this. We sat down, and I, I, I told my own experience from that, that topic, right? I made an appeal. This is why my sister started to uh, uh, feel uncomfortable. This is why my sister didn't want to look into my eyes. Do you follow me? Because the Spirit of God is working on her heart. Now, practically... We need to take this truth, this understanding that God is working on every human's heart when we come in contact with them and in some way uplift and try to draw their attention to the Bible. We need to take this truth, we need to take that understanding, and we need to be there as a friend to help our, pe our friends to make the right decision in this precious moment. This is not the time. For you to come there and in, in some kind of judgmental manner say, hey, I told you so, right? Someone sitting and crying, someone that you see is uncomfortable. You say, I know why you're uncomfortable. You're not following God and you know it, right? To, to push people down. No, no. Listen, this is the time when we need to reach out a hand and say, I, I've struggled myself. I have been there. I know how it is. I know that this is hard. I know that you need someone to support you. Let's pray together. Let's do this. Uh, let's, let's, let's do this decision together. Okay? This is an appeal from your heart to say, friend, I know what you're going through right now. Follow the voice of God and the Spirit of God. That is the, the, the appeal that should come from, from, from every Christian seeing someone in need of, of a friend and support in this precious moment. You know yourself. Uh, when you go through conviction, when your selfish nature draws you in this direction, right? And the, the Word of God, the Spirit of God draws you in an opposite direction. Is that an easy situation or a hard situation? It's a hard one, right? It's hard enough. Uh, you don't need someone to come there and just push you down, right? You need someone to encourage you. You need someone to show sympathy. You need someone to say, I'm a human too. I, I've struggled just as you do. Let's do this together. Let's help each other, right? This is the appeal that should come from, 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 from every Christian in the moment when we see people go through a conviction. Now, how do we see that? And Jesus spoke about this with Nicodemus. Do you remember? He spoke about the work of the Spirit. Uh, let's look at that in, in John chapter 3. <clears throat> John chapter 3.
when Jesus is speaking to Nicodemus. <clears throat> and it says in verse 8, uh, drawing the attention to an object lesson, drawing the attention to the, the nature, it says, The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So, so it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. When the Spirit of God starts to work on a on our human's heart, we might not see the Spirit, right? But we might see the effects of it. We, as we hear the wind, as we see the effects of the wind, we might see some signs that tell us that a person is going through conviction. The Spirit of God is working on their heart. Now is my opportunity to be there as a friend and reach this, uh, uh, this individual's heart. Okay? Um, so, in, you know, when I started to, to share my testimony, I did not know about these things. I did not know this, what I would say today, this key on how to help people and how to reach people's hearts. I, I was sharing my testimony in a church, and after the, the sermon, I, as you know, we go down and we stand there and, and we greet them and we say, hey, and thank you, and all of these things in the end. And one, one man comes up to me, and I had never experienced this. Uh, I did not understand what he was going through. Grown-up man, and he was crying. And he came up to me, and he was crying, and he said, Don, Don, I am not living a Christian life. And I was just standing there. I was afraid. I did, I, I did not know what to do. Do you follow me? I was, I was shocked. I was, this felt uncomfortable. This grown-up man standing here and crying and saying, I'm not living a Christian life. What do I do, right? Very, uh, so, so, so I didn't say anything. I didn't do anything for this man. Now, if I understood that what he was going through was something natural when we uplift Christ and focus on the Word of God, He's going through some uh, conviction. God is calling him to do something with us, his life. I could have given him a word of encouragement, right? Now, I've met him several times afterwards, and he's on a good path, right? Uh, God has, uh, has, has helped him. But, but my point is, uh, we need to be there. Someone needs to be there. Someone helped him, okay? It was not me, but someone did it. Someone helped him in his decision, in his hard time. And we need to be there also as, as, as friends when we see this. Now, let's talk about some of these signs that you might see very practically. Uh, tears, as my friend, might be signs of conviction. Another sign of conviction might be joy. Uh, if you have ever uh, been speaking in the front of, of, of people, telling your testimony or, or, or sharing the word of God uh, with an earnest heart, uh, Daniel, you will tell us, you will, you will see in the face of people when the Spirit of God is touching. This is the sign of conviction. Different ways. Someone might sit there smiling with, with this peaceful expression. Some other person might look down, uh, shake his head or her head, don't want to look up and meet the eyes of the preacher. These are different signs of conviction that you will experience. Now, and, and something... Uh, let's go through some, uh, some list of it. Uh, happiness. Uh, people start to tell others, right? That's a positive sign. Uh, the tears, we talked about that. It can be tears of joy. It can be tears of maybe sorrow of un or understanding of, of, of uh, my own condition. Another uh, sign can be that they cannot stay away. They need to be close to wherever the Word of God is, is shared, right? They, need, they, they come to every Bible study. They come to every meeting you invite them to. They, they, that's just a sign that the God, Spirit of God is working on their hearts. Uh, another 
on the opposite is that people might avoid you, right? Uh, they might uh, don't want to show up. They don't answer your calls. They feel uncomfortable among people that, that, that is reflecting God's character. Uh, now, I have an, a very extreme uh, experience in that. Uh, I was standing in a, in a church. We had, uh, we had some, some evangelistic meetings, and I was standing in the hall and, and greeting people that came in for the for this, uh, meetings. And I see this, this mom dragging his, his, uh, her son after, uh, after her. And, and, and when he comes up to the, to the door... Uh, where they are to enter into the meeting hall, this this uh, this son uh, just uh, pushes her away, jumps up in the air, and starts to run down the stairs of the church. Okay, uh, and I see this, and I say, oh, okay, I get eye contact with her, her, and I know her, and I I, I say, I, I, I'll help him. Okay. So I go down there, and on my way down, he runs up, okay, and he passes me, and he runs out from the church. I'm thinking, something is happening, okay? This is not a very normal behavior. Uh, this might be the, the work of the Spirit on his heart. So I take my, my jacket, and, and I run after him. Now, I worked as a Bible worker in that city, and if, if you are a Bible worker, you get to know the, 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 the streets and every corner and all the, the whole city that you're working very, very well, okay? So I have an advantage. He is younger than me. I'm getting old, so I can't run that fast. But I know the city. So I see that he's running that direction. So I think, if I run this direction, I might meet him, okay? So I start to run after him. I'm running and running. And then, sure enough, in a corner, we almost bump into each other. We run into each other. Now, he has seen me before. We have talked a bit. So we run into each other. And he's, like, shocked. And he says, whoop, uh, what are you doing here? So I just, well, I'm just out taking a walk. <laughs> but that's, that's not what I said, okay? So I, I said, I was very honest. And I said, so I saw you running out of the church, and I thought to see if everything is okay with you, okay? So he was like, okay. So I asked him, so how are you? And we started to talk, and we started to walk. And I was dra- directing his way, our steps back to the church as we talked, okay? And nothing about um, his faith or religion, just about general things, because he switched subject, okay? So we talked, and I directed our steps back to the church, and we came back to the church, and he didn't notice, but I stopped outside the church, and he was like looking, and he was looking up, and he was like shocked again. I was thinking, oh, here we go, okay? <laughs> I'm ready to run. Uh, but he didn't. So, because I said this, um, his name was David. David, why don't, we don't need to go into the meeting, okay? Let's go down and continue our conversation in the basement of the church, okay? So we go in, and we sit down, down there, and we continue to talk, and I'm trying to do this, trying to direct his, his mind into to more of the reason, uh, because I know that he's going through something, right? He's going through conviction, trying to reach his heart. But I, I'm stuck. I don't have anything to say. So I pray. I, I, he's sitting there, and I, I just pray. Father, give me words. Give me something to say to this, this, this guy. So when I pray, all of a sudden we hear this voice. Now, before you, you jump out of your chair, this is what happened. Someone up in the, in the, in the uh, meeting hall has turned on you know, the speakers, where you can hear in the kitchen and all the other places what's going on, right? So that's what's happening. I'm sitting in there in this, this kitchen in the basement, and, and I pray, God, give me something to say. And all of a sudden, 
this uh, this speaker goes on there, and I was I was this. What is this? And, and the first thing, uh, the, the preacher is Don McIntosh, if you have ever heard him. Uh, so he's he's he screams out. The first word is is that he screams out, "God exists!" Okay, <laughs> and then he continues to tell this story. Listen to this. This story, as I pray in this basement with this guy in this situation, he continues to tell his testimony. Have anyone heard Don McIntosh's testimony? Um, and yeah. Part in his testimony consists him coming to a camp meeting, feeling the conviction of God. He starts to run from the tent because he feels uncomfortable. He's running. Someone sees that and follows him. This is his testimony. This is our experience. We're sitting there. Uh, and and fo- uh, follows him and, and, and helps him. We're listening to that story. And, and uh, in the end of that story, uh, Don McIntyre says, if he did not follow me, I don't know if I have been a Christian today. The, the speaker goes off. So I sit there and I just think, praise God. But I, I don't show that. My face looks like this. <laughs> and my friend's face looks like this. <laughs> but listen, friends, he has tears in his eyes. The only thing I can say to him is the first words that Don McIntosh said. I say this I believe there is a God. God exists. Today, my friend is a baptized Seventh day Adventist Amen. Christian. He comes from a background of, 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 anyway, let's skip that. But he has a very hard background with bad experience with Christians. His mother is a, is a Christian, as you would imagine, Pentecostal, dragging him into these meetings. She is, by the way, not uh, taking the step to join the church yet, but he has. Okay, anyway, so, so my friends, there is someone on our side when we witness there is someone working on human's heart that we can put things together. The Spirit of God is present. And we need to learn how to cooperate with Him. I don't know what would have happened with my friend, right? But I saw the signs. I saw that something is going on. So I tried to be close to Him. I tried to be there. And this story has helped me in my, in my, in my understanding that this is true we have access to the greatest power in the universe god the creator of heaven and earth is on our side when we try to reach people's heart pray for that and be practically see these signs of tears joy avoidance uh, being near and and meet those people be a friend and and support them in their um, decision another practical tip in in this in this situation is timing is so important to know what to say, but more important, when to say it. So important. And when to say is when you see the conviction. Do you follow me? You can do it too early when you don't see it, and you will not have the, the, the response that you would like. Another thing is that you might do it too late. You see conviction, but you wait. You know, the longer you wait from the moment that a person goes through conviction, the more likely it is that he will not answer to the voice of God speaking to him. And that is sad. That is sad. That is why uh, I, I encourage all of us and people that I meet, be present, see it, and be there and encourage people. Uh, I know when, when I learned this, you know, uh, at Lifestyle TV, I was working at Lifestyle TV um, uh, 
doing programs and also doing, doing uh, personal witnesses, doing Bible work for Lifestyle Team and local church. And we invited different speakers. And uh, two of them that came was, was Mark Finley and Louis Torres, if you know the, uh, Mark Louis, Louis. So these are people that I, I thought, when they come here, I will take them with me to my Bible study context, okay? They will lead the Bible studies, and I will sit there and learn. Because I thought, this will be a great experience for me to just learn. So both of them agreed on that. We met my friends. And I remember uh, Louis, especially, when we went to uh, one of my friends. Uh, he, 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 he did not believe in God. He had a, a Catholic background, but had left everything and lived a secular life. A professional basketball player, broke his knee, and everything was just down here in his life, career ended, and I come and knock at his door, okay? Young guy in my age. Uh, and, and we start to, and he said, well, I can try this. We start to meet. Uh, I try to share the Bible, but he's, he's not very interested in that. But we talk about God, the existence of God, religion. I share some Bible verses. So I've met him for several months. So now me and Louis are going there. I'm telling, I tell him this because I, I think I need, to, I need to inform and mentor my mentor, right? <laughs> so I need to tell him, oh, this is a guy who doesn't believe in God. You should start with this. So this is something good. So I drive there. Louis falls asleep, okay? We have a one-hour drive to his home. So he falls asleep. So I think, well, he might know what he's doing. So we come to his home. After a bit of uh, socializing, okay, he followed some of these tips that we talked about, uh, getting to know him. Uh, for five, ten minutes talking. Then we sit down and, 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 and should start the, the Bible study. Now what Louis does is this. The first thing he does is this. He says, my friend's name is Adrian. He says, Adrian, uh, can you read this verse in, in the Bible from 1 John chapter 5? Okay? 1 John chapter 5 uh, and, 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 and verse 12. Now, this is the verse that we read in the beginning of the Bible. So the first thing that happens, it says, 1 John chapter 5 and verse 12, the Bible says there, Whosoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son uh, of God does not have life. Okay? He read this verse, and I, I'm thinking, no, no, Louis, he doesn't need the Bible not right now. That's what I'm thinking. So I look at Adrian's face, and I look at uh, Louis, and I'm thinking, what, what is he about to do now? And Louis asked this question. After reading that, he asked this question. So Adrian, uh, who has life? And he said, well, the one that has the Son of God, he says. Very accurate from the Bible. And then he says, uh, so Adrian, do you have the Son of God in your life? Now I'm thinking, no, this is not the way. And sure enough, Adrian says, no, I don't. And, and, and then I look at Louis. Louis says, so, do you, do you want to have eternal life? So I look at Adrian. Adrian says, no. And I'm thinking, yeah, Louis Torres is not the one I thought he was, right? <laughs> <laughs> but then, so, so now, what do you do? Two minutes into the Bible study, you sit there with a person that shows no interest, uh, uh, interesting interest at all in the Bible or God, and he's says, I don't want to have eternal life. Shoot him with a question. <laughs> Shoot him with a question. Thank you. Now, now listen. Louis sits there and I look at him and I think, what in the world is he doing? What should he do? Now listen. It is so simple yet so difficult. And it comes from the experience of timing and reading people and know what to say and when to say it. 
Three minutes into the Bible study, Adrian sits there with no affections at all, stone cold. No, I don't want to have anything to do with Bible, Christianity, eternal life. That's not me. Adrian looks, uh, Louis Torres looks at him and he says this. Adrian, I know, I know your feelings and your thoughts. I know that you do not want to have eternal life. If it is an eternal life in sin. That's what he says. Adrian sits there. He's this athletic guy. He always has these, these, what you call them, these uh, t-shirts that shows his muscles. He sits there with his muscles, this athletic guy. He sits there. He looks at Louis. He looks down. And this guy with his muscles starts to cry. And he starts to say this. You're right. I do not want to live the life I live today forever. I don't want to live this life. Louis, three minutes into this Bible study, starts to explain the gospel for someone that I would have taken a year or, or, or I don't know what. He starts to explain that, listen, the life that we read about here is not a life that we live today. The life that we read about here is an eternal life without sin. And Adrian, listen, the gospel of the Bible, this, this son of God is able to give you a new life here on earth. Do you follow me? Now we cannot go out and talk to our friends like this and just repeat what Louis did. Do you follow me? We cannot sit down and say, well, read this and then ask these questions. Why? Because he was reading this person in this situation, in, their, in, this, in his needs, and saw what he needed and, and asked the right questions in the right moment when he saw conviction and, and, and when God led him. Do you follow me? So important in reaching people's heart is to cooperate with the only one that can reach the uh, people's heart, right? Listen to this uh, quote <clears throat> from Evangelism, book Evangelism, page 484. The book of Evang uh, the, the book uh, Evangelism, page 484. It says, "While the claims of the law of God are to be presented to the world, we should never forget." That love, the love of Christ, is the only power that can soften the heart and lead to obedience. Did you hear that? We need to be there and meet people, see where they are and what kind of words of encouragement they need. We need to show the love of God and sympathy for people that we meet. This is the appeal that should come from our hearts as we prepare to meet people and, and, and reach their hearts. Another quote from <clears throat> from <clears throat> Gospel Workers, page one seventeen one one seven. Gospel Workers. It says it says ministers that applies to us also this principle. Ministers should not feel that the whole truth is to be spoken 
to unbelievers on any or and, and every occasion. He should study carefully when to speak, what to say, and what to leave unsaid. Did you hear that? This is timing. This is what I learned from anything that I learned when I went out with Mark and Louis Torres. What, I, you know, all the knowledge I had from sitting and reading books of, of, of witnessing, of, of, of all of these, these, those guys' books also, for whatever, and sitting in class like this, and, and, and from all of this, what I learned when I met Louis and, and, and Mark Finley, to see how they practically meet people and reach their hearts, I learned one key thing, and that is timing. To cooperate with the Spirit of God, see when they go through conviction and be there and ask the question, friend, follow whatever God tells you to do right now. Okay? Uh, as you have noticed, we're talking about appeals. <laughs> we're talking about uh, uh, something that could belong to subject of preaching or giving Bible studies. But I, I talk about this here in our personal uh, meeting with people as well. Because this, this could apply to situation at the bus. Uh, we, I got a question in the beginning here. After my personal testimony, uh, someone asked, is it okay if I include the, some kind of personal uh, talk with, with the one I share with? And yes, and we should. That is good, because you have shared your testimony, you have uplifted Christ, you have focused on the Word of God. Now they, the Spirit of God might uh, work on their hearts. If you see the signs of conviction, Share something. Say, now this is my experience, you know. And many of my friends have experienced the same thing. And I know that, that you can as well experience what I have experienced. Do you follow me? Something in, to that effect. Include the other one. Share this, this appeal. Now the appeal is very simple, actually. It's, it doesn't need to be this complicated thing. And all, some of us are in, uncomfortable in, in making appeals. Or, and also listening to appeals. <laughs> and we should not be uncomfortable. Appeals is what makes the message practically. Practical. If, if you just share a message, that's just theory. That's just information. If you never ask the question, if you never appeal to people to follow the information or the, the theory, the message, then you have, you, have, you have not reached the heart. Right? You have not reached the heart. It's so important. And especially here in Scandinavia and Sweden, I've noticed that we are very uncomfortable and preachers and pastors and, and other uh, of us, we, we feel uh, uncomfortable in, in, in making that direct personal uh, question to people. Uh, don't... Uh, I, I'll share... A, wait, I, I'll share a, uh, a serious uh, quote that, that I that I just felt impressed to share with you on this uh, subject. Um, sorry for taking some time here. Listen to this. Many of us, we believe, we have this, mis we have this uh, misunderstanding and misconception of, of that if we make appeals, people will feel uncomfortable and, and run away from us, okay? They will, they will leave the church and we should not uh, do these things. Listen to a, a consul from, from, from the book of Evangelism once again, page 279, 279. It says here, <clears throat> There are souls 
in every congregation who are hesitating, almost persuaded to be fully to, to be fully for God, the decision is being made for time and eternity, but it is too often the case that the minister has not the spirit and power of the message of truth in his own heart. And the consequence is this, listen, hence no direct appeals are made. Did you hear that? Here she also goes to why many of us don't make appeals. Why? Because the preacher does not have the message in their own heart. Right? Uh, let's continue. Listen to what she continues to say. And this is what I wanted to focus on. Listen to what she continues to say. So she brought, brings out this, this problem with not making appeals. The result is that impressions are not deepened upon the hearts of the convicted ones. And they leave the meeting feeling less inclined to accept the service of Christ than when they came. Did you hear that? Great sermon, great information, wonderful message. The Spirit of God moved on people's heart. They were ready to make the decision for eternity. But no one asked them to take that step. No one asked them, and they leave not in a better mood, not in a better situation of making that decision, but in a worse, worse situation of making that decision. Why? Because no one asked them. No appeal. They decide to wait for a more favorable opportunity, but it never comes. But it never comes. This is why we sit here for 20 years in secular Scandinavia, Sweden, and, 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 and listen to sermons that are great, feel impressed, and we have been raised up in the church. We sit there, we hear great sermons all the time. No appeal, no appeal, no appeal through our childhood, through our teenage, uh, through our... Uh, uh, no appeals, and we are just numbed by the message. Then one suddenly... Pastor Mark Finley comes up, uh, shows up, and he makes appeals. And what happens? People think that this is not right. They have been numbed already. They went through conviction once because an earnest, uh, spirit-filled um, uh, uh, preacher uh, shared a great message and God blessed in some way. But in some way, they, they, they thought that no appeal is necessary. And people are in a first condition of making that important decision. I worked in three different churches in Gothenburg, Malmö, and Norrköping in Sweden. And in every church I've met people, I come there and I meet people that attend church, all there. They live like Adventists, live like Christians, uh, but they are not baptized. I ask them, why are you not baptized? And they tell me the same story. No one has ever asked me. It's a simple question. How is your relationship with God? Would you, love, would you like to take that step of surrendering your life to him? Why are you not baptized? Well, why don't you study? Why don't we start a group and study and prepare for baptism? Would you like to do that? Appeal is a simple question. A simple question. Okay. Um, 
let's go back I need to um, I jumped into another document with quotes here <coughs> So reaching people's hearts, uh, the 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 practical uh, the practical uh, aspect of it is is very is this: uh, when you see people go through conviction, you see these signs. Be there as a friend. Ask the question. Give that encouraging word. Help them. Okay. So important for us as we minister to people, as we uh, engage in personal witnessing, as we try to reach people's heart hearts. I will end with a. I have a quote on this note, and I hope that we will get some time for questions on this whole workshop, that we'll get some interactions in the end here. So this last quote from, from uh, <coughs> Review and Herald, I found this one, August 30, uh, year 1892. 1892, Review, review and Herald uh, in August. <coughs> she says, the secret of our success and power as a people advocating advanced truth. Did you hear that? The secret for success and power uh, as a people advocating advanced truth will be found in making direct personal appeals. Did you hear that? To those who are interested, equally important, timing. To those who are interested, having unwavering uh, reliance upon the Most High. Four things I want to take from that, from that quote. <clears throat> uh, five things. The success of us advocating advanced truths is <clears throat> to make direct, personal appeals to those who are interested, number three, having an un wavering reliance upon the Most High. That last one, very important. It is not us asking, but we need to have the conviction that there is someone, if we speak to a bigger group, there is someone in this group that God is calling right now. If we talk to someone and we see the signs of conviction, we see the interest developing, we, see, we find our timing, an unwavering reliance that God is working, the Holy Spirit is working, it's not me, I'm just this instrument helping, right, before me. Trust in God as we make the appeal. Make it personal and make it direct, okay? So a uh, <clears throat> uh, direct appeal or specific appeal is mo most, uh, have, have of often have the best uh, effect on people, although we can make general appeals. Now the difference is this, a general appeal is this, I make an appeal for you uh, right now, and that is this. So we have read through the, the, the new heaven and new earth in, in, in Revelation, and I say, doesn't this sound wonderful, friends? How many would love to be in heaven one day? Now, everyone ra raised their hand, right? And that, that's good, it's, it, that is a question, right? It is an appeal, but more better effect will a, will a direct, personal, uh, 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 specific appeal uh, have that goes to the to the very some specific need or some specific thing in in in, in our in our situations. Uh, include the people. Talk to you, not us. 
uh, like how many of us would like to be in heaven, right? But but rather very simple and practical. Would you would you like to be there? Now, as we see here, there will um, there will be people there that follow the principles of the Bi- principle, uh, principles of the Bible and the love of God. People will not be there that does not love heaven, right? Now, question for you today: Do you love heaven? Do you love the principles of this kingdom? Now, I believe that some hear the voice of God and know that there is something in our lives that is in contrast with what we just read through, right? Oh, friends, I ask you, surrender those things to God. Do you follow me? This is, this is building up the personal appeal and then the direct personal question. Uh, most often have, the, have a better <clears throat> effect than just the general appeal. Although, uh, m- the important thing is make any appeal, okay? Help people to make the decision, uh, be there in the right moment and, and find the timing. Okay, I would, uh, I would end on, on, that, on that note and, um, and open up uh, for, for questions on the, on the whole workshop that we have gone through. From the meeting of people, practical principles and, and t- t- talking about testimonies and, and uh, what to say and what to not say and all of these things. Appeals and reaching people's hearts. Uh, other situations that you are in that you might want to, some, some input or, or counsel on, um, please share with, with us from, from this, this testimony uh, in, in the end here. So open questions, friends. Yes? What can you make when you tell your story? Okay, thank you. <laughs> Right, right. Uh, when in the end of your personal testimony, if you want to make it personal in some way and, con- and relate to the other person, now what do you say? Now this is very general. Uh, or this, or this is very specific. I mean, when you, you, once again, we need to read the people, the person that we are talking with, right, and meet their. Do you remember? Meet their current needs. Uh, try to understand where they are, and so this may may vary. But if there, especially if you have in some way your, your own background or your own experience, as I said, my own experience of, and background in, in engineering, if I talk to someone that, that, and I share my testimony from, from that aspect, I might include something that I know is relevant for these people. Do you follow me? Uh, so it's, try to, it's very uh, hard to give some specific, specific thing. It might be something easy, as we tra- talked about in the beginning here. Just very a general thing again. Um, uh, you know, something to the effect of, you know, this is what I have experienced. I've seen that, that the Word of God truly is, or that the Bible truly is the Word of God speaking to my soul. You know, I, I, I believe that, that you can also experience the same thing. So something, something similar to, to that, or just simple try to include the other one. Uh, you know, these things, once again, these things, uh, this is another encouragement on, on this note. We cannot just sit here and read a book, listen to my experience and my testimonies and this workshop or any other workshop or whatever it is, and then think that we go out and now we have the answers to everything. You know, I, 
No, no, I, I don't have time to tell that story. But I did not have any experience when I started to share the little faith that I had. I have learned so much from just being out there. You know, you don't learn swimming on land, right? You need to jump into the water and start to swim. And that's so important. Get out there from whatever you've learned here, from this conference, when you have been inspired and encouraged to go out there. Act also. Take this with you and trust that God will guide and lead you. And you will learn so much. Mark Finley Louis Torres did not read a book and ended up there at Adrian and just connected like this. No, they have met people through years of experience of ministering to them. Okay? So, so that's, that's get out there and try to, to meet people. Other questions on, on, on what we have uh, talked about? Thank Is there the danger to make the appeal too early? Is there a danger to make the appeal too early? Uh, right. And yes, definitely. There is. The timing, once again. If a person is not, uh, I would say, if a person is not open at all, if, you, if he doesn't go through the signs of conviction, uh, um, uh, I believe that, yes, if you, if you push, if you push, that will, that this will be, the, once again, back to the perceptions, right? People will feel that you, you're pushing them, right? There's one thing, another tip, practical tip that, that, that Mark Finley told me that when we were out there. He said, there's one thing that works when you try to appeal to people, and that is this. It is push, release, push, release, push, release. Many of us make this mistake. We, we, we push, 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 right? Other people make this mistake. Push, release, 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 okay? You, you thought, oh, that was uncomfortable. Oh, let, leave, let, let me leave this guy, okay? You know, people that I go through, you know what I do? People that I study and I meet, I keep notes and records on, on the people I meet. I write in my, in my journal, journal of them, I write if I'm in a push or in a release relationship right now. Do you follow me? Do you follow me? Very practical. I write that because I made appeals. They have gone through, we have gone through some, some testing truths. I made appeals. And, and, and then I release a bit. Do you follow me? I release a bit and maybe share topics of, 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 of other things, important things, practical things maybe, uh, that, that I know that this person might not struggle with, but this will help and build a foundation for another push later on. Right? Push, release, push, release. Very important. Uh, once again, timing. So thank you. Yeah? Just go back to this being genuine. Right. Because I think that many times we're afraid, especially in Scandinavia, because we've seen these American sorry, preachers, you know, you have a sermon, then the music starts playing, mm -hmm. okay, here it comes. Mm -hmm. And you, there, there are more, there are more here, are there more here? And they just go on and on for, for like five or six minutes, and that feels uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And that feels like, you know, it's not a genuine mm -hmm. appeal, it's just... Now this is time to appeal. And then you feel like this is going too far. Mm -hmm. Right. And as Scandinavians, we, we don't like that. Mm -hmm. We're kind of more... Right. Yeah, like so, to, to be kind of... Up, up. You're right. Yeah. Right. And, 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 and to that, yeah, I, I agree. And we need to be sensitive, especially when we meet people personally like this, when we have the chance to meet their specific need in a specific situation, to, to try to find this right timing... I will also add this and say, I believe that there is a, a, a deeper problem also with that. I think all of us should also enc be encouraging our church, our pastors, ourselves, 
to, to start to develop a culture of making decisions and, and walking together with Jesus. And, and to, so we feel comfortable that this is Christianity. Christianity is just not, not only sitting there and listening to information and then, then go, but Christianity is to grow and, and to develop and to serve. And I think all of us, if, we live in, if you live in Scandinavia, I would like to encourage you to be a, a light and a part of, of, of changing the culture and, and some of the things that, 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 that I believe is not the best for us. All, and, and the same thing, note, uh, uh, at the same time, when we meet people and when we talk with them, it, as you say, we need to have our hearts prepared. We need to be genuine. We need to connect. This is another practical tip. Connect the appeal and the question to what it meant for you, right? Connected to, I mean, it, that, that's how it should come, right? It should come from, from, from your personal devotion. And you thought, this is so important. I need to share this with someone. This is a decision I want my friends to join in, okay? That is the, the appeal. Uh, thank you. That's an important uh, comment. Yeah, uh, actually, recently we had a Bible study in our home about Christ's second coming. Mm-hmm. And uh, these two guys, and, and they had a little bit hard time you know, to follow always you know, what Bible verse we're going to get to next, or what, what, which one we're going to do. <coughs> so, I don't know if it was a mistake, but we had actually printed out you know, the Bible studies so everybody could follow along. But then on the bottom it said, Appel. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, you want to be ready for Jesus coming in. And then they're like, what does that mean? <laughs> and I just explained to them, you know, we watch so much TV and there's suffering and, and you know, these are the kids. And, right. And you get uh, immune to it and you don't actually do something about the things that you see or learn or the information that you get in. So that's why we specifically want people to make decisions and to get into the thought of making decisions about the information because this information is so important. It's it's about your life and your future and about Jesus and Right. And they actually caught on and said, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A good explanation, yeah. And I mean we need to be honest and just share and, and very honest saying that I think I think this this is so important. I made my decision five years ago, whatever it is, six years ago. I made this decision, and, and it has just totally changed my life. Today, I'm, uh, I could never imagine being here and be, being glad, uh, being, doing what I do today um, if I did not make that decision. You know, friend, I would love for you to join in, in that experience. That, that is the kind of spirit of the appeal that we would love to, to share with you. Now we need to end. Questions. If you have any final uh, questions, otherwise grab me during the conference if you have any other things that you would like to talk about. Final question, anyone? Then... Mr. Human says, okay, um, do you want to take Christ until he says yes, and then what next? Oh, good question. Yeah, if they, of course, when they answer the appeal, when when they, if if that's a direct in some kind of Bible study, or you sit down with a friend and they say, yeah, this is the step I want to take. Of course, very very important. As I try to share, when you try to reach out a hand, a comfort, and and say, I want to pray with you. That's what you want to do after the decision. Also, pray and seal this 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 decision that your friends are making. Uh, after the appeal, uh, you could, you should also, 
I, I do this, and, and if, you are, if you are able to do this, you should also uh, offer continual contact in some way with this person that you have just had this experience with. I think that is so important. You have prayed, you have built this relationship and this trust, and you made the decision together. That is a precious moment in this person's life. Um, I share my phone number and I, I, uh, to some, some people if I can't meet them. I say, hey, friend, I will pray for this decision and continue to pray for it. If there is, a, a, if there is any problem or anything that you go through, please feel free. Just call me whenever. Call me. And, and, and if I, if, uh, I'll try to answer and we will, we will talk about these things. And people call me. In the middle of the night, people call me and say, Don, this is my struggle. And I pray with them right there. I, say, I tell them, friend, start to walk away from that place. Start to walk away from that place and talk with me, okay? And they start to walk. They are crying and we pray together. This is the kind of ministry and personal uh, relationships and, and, and witnessing we need to engage in, I believe. Uh, it's, it's, it takes time. It takes effort. But this is the call of every Christian that wants to follow the, 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 the self-sacrificing way of our Savior. This is how he ministered. This is what he did. And this is what this all, workshop has been all about. Uh, personal effort in personal witnessing in reaching people's hearts. Thank you for that, uh, that last uh, clarification. Pray with people and, and, and seal it. <laughs> yeah, important, important thing. Uh, leave them in that spirit uh, of, of, of decision. Let's pray and, and uh, we'll go to, I think, lunch right now. Father in heaven, I thank you so much for speaking to every single one of us in this room and guiding us and giving us the faith that we have in you and the relationship that we have in you today. Father, I pray that you will take the things that we have discussed, um, the tips and practical tools and principles, uh, bring them to our remembrance when we meet people, our friends, co-workers, uh, uh, friends in school, uh, family. When we try to, to witness to other and read others and reach their hearts, Father, I pray that you will help us in some way to be more effective, encouraged and inspired to share your love with others. May we see many people uh, in heaven together with us because of the time that we have spent here at this conference, because of the time that we have spent together in this workshop. Father, I pray that we will have the joy of seeing people coming up to us that day and say, thank you for the time. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your words. Thank you for helping me that day and that moment. I am here because of that. Father, I pray that that will be every single one of our experience when you come and, and to, get, to get us to meet you and to be where you are. That is my prayer in the name of Jesus. Amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse a website dedicated to spreading God's Word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.